With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You think an addicted gambler who lost his wife, his child, and his house is gonna stop coming for you just because you're not working here? You said it yourself. Hacking into the bar is twice the crime I've been committing. I am telling you, Quelling is on the trail. You don't do this, we're gonna get caught. There's gotta be another way. There isn't. I don't believe that. Then you better figure something out fast because tomorrow morning, we're done. And you quitting isn't gonna change that. Suit season three, episode 15 is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about know when to fold them, then Suits yourself. I'm Rob Sesternino, back here with the guy who's not leaving the podcast. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Nope, I ain't going nowhere, Rob. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. He's still. staying. No, no investment banking in my future. I, I think I'm good here. I've hacked the system and put me in the... Uh, You're in the majors. I, yeah, I'm as a Rob, a Rob has a podcast, official podcaster now. No one can find out my secret. Uh, Lola had my back. Yeah. Okay. Here we are. And one episode away from the season three finale. And I felt like that thought we were going to maybe let this Mike decision play out into the finale, but we settle it here by the end of this episode. Mike, he's effing staying. And so he will not go and take that other job. Maybe there will be some blowback from Rachel in the finale about how she wanted him to take the other thing. But uh, that's where we stand in an episode where Mike is having this flirtation with leaving against uh, the backdrop of this other lawyer who comes along, James Quelling, who is trying to file a suit against uh, a playground that is uh, being uh, uh, that there are claims that there are like toxic chemicals from the uh, company that is having an IPO, Marathon Shoes. And also there's a little bit of Dana and Harvey stuff in terms of their ongoing drama. And of course, Lewis is uh, in a deep depression after his breakup with Sheila's ass. Yes. I was surprised uh, we- that there was a break. We went for, to a full breakup after the last episode. No, I felt like that was the breakup. The way Sheila's ass was crying at the elevator and Lewis was kind of catatonic and just standing over to the side. I felt like that was the end of it. Um, like, I mean, really, what what negotiation can you do at that point? Like, I want kids. I don't want kids. It's kind of cut and dry. Like, well, do, um, do you still want dinner? Can we, like, uh, right, is that like, it? Uh, like, so that's the end of the relationship, huh? Uh, maybe they've reached that point where, like, like, dating to be married. You know, like, they're not just dating to have a good time. Because I really felt like, I mean... Maybe you find someone else or maybe you make yourself less, ex- less exclusive, but you don't have to end it, end it. Right. But if 
it felt like it was a like a like a crossroads, right? It's like if someone if someone denies your proposal, right? Mm-hmm. Like let's say Lewis had said Sheila's ass, I wanted to propose to you, and she said no, I don't want to marry you yet. I feel like you still got to break up. Like mm-hmm. I feel like if you, I feel like if you tell me like it, it, like if you publicly deny my proposal, that's the breakup because obviously we're not on the same page. You know, I, I think that we are a lot further on in our relationship. Uh, than you do. I think that we are ready to make this commitment and you don't. And so there's like a fundamental d- misunderstanding of yeah. where we are uh, or lack of communication. So maybe that's what it was. And, and maybe that speaks to why I'm not a lawyer. Like I'm always looking for, okay, well, is there a middle ground here? Is there a compromise that we can come up with? And I guess on some issues, there is no compromise. That's probably not one of them. That's not it. That's not the one you compromise on. Like uh, getting Sheila's asked to commit to not uh, working at Harvard anymore is probably a monumental feat that the show just kind of uh, glanced over. You know, this was her life. She talks about how, you know, the archive room is like her sanctuary, you know, that she's dedicated major- like her entire identity to being the Harvard lady. And she's like, I'm willing to give that up, Lewis. So what's up? I don't want to have kids. And Lewis is like, I mean, I know we're not going to have kids tomorrow, but also we're going to have them one day. And so because of that, yeah, I think this was what a, a non-starter for Sheila's ass. She had to put her foot down at some point, you know, and start thinking about what she wants. Because if she moves to New York, gives up Harvard, and then becomes a mom, and she doesn't want to be a mom, it's like, what else does she have that's for herself? You know, she's doing everything for Lewis, and he's not bending at all. So I don't think there's any compromise here at all. Okay, so yeah, Lewis is having a hard time. He cannot even get out of bed. Uh, he's, I guess, on the phone with his therapist. I I couldn't tell who he was on the phone with at first because he was talking about like how his uh how his South Asian food was showing up without naan and that he had <laughs> tipped him twenty dollars and all this other stuff. I was like, who was he talking to? I thought he was talking to like the DoorDash yeah. people. Uh, but then at the end, he said that like uh, you you have to be kidding me. This wasn't fifty minutes, so I feel like that that was uh, tends to be how these therapy calls go, where that they don't give you the whole hour. Do they hang up on you though? I thought they would know, probably keep you on to make more money. They, my little bit of experience with it is that they very abruptly say like, yeah, so uh, we're out of time. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, Ooh, we're on to the next one. No, you're probably right. I, I Like if I'm charging you by the hour and your hour is up rather than saying, okay, well you can stay on for a nominal fee. Mm-hmm. you probably just be like, well, see you next time book again. And then that makes you keep having to come back. So yeah, I'd, I'd probably see that. Yeah. Lewis uh, was down bad. He was complaining about everything, including his delivery food, his, uh, you know, Sheila's ass, obviously. He's just he's just in a blender. You know, I, I hate seeing Lewis like this. I'm not the biggest Lewis fan all the time because sometimes he's just like a maniac. But here, you can't help but feel bad for the guy. Mm-hmm. All right. So the big storyline here is uh, the Mike and Harvey potential breakup and... Mike doesn't want to go. Harvey doesn't want to go. It is odd in the episode. They don't really ever have a conversation about the thing, about where, you know, everybody's feelings about the whole thing. Is this just a big glaring example of maybe uh, the, uh, I don't want to say toxic masculinity, but maybe some of the issues that are at the heart of the problems between Mike and Harvey? Yeah, but I think this is a um, a Harvey problem. I think this isn't a Mike problem. I think Mike is presented with an idea. Should I take this? I think he logically knows the reasons why he should take it, but he's looking for an emotional reason to not take it. And so he goes to Harvey. Harvey, what do you think? This is the same Harvey who just who he just told the other day, like, I would get out of this and go legit. 
Harvey legit told him, you should go, like, if you have the chance, you should go to legit. They're faced with the opportunity to go to legit. And Harvey's like, I don't know. Do what you want to do. It's like, what's that mean? Uh, do uh yeah if you want to take the job take the job he's like i i want you to tell me how you feel about this and you know harvey doesn't do the f word so he's like what feel no ill gross and so uh he basically says mike if you want to be legit this is something that i would advise you to do as someone who does who want you know who would support you in being legit but he doesn't actually seem like his heart is in it and everybody else in the in the firm is basically telling harvey how he should be feeling um, there's a funny moment where Scotty actually asked Harvey, like, did Donna help you understand your feelings? And now you're saying these things. And that is really what Donna has become in this show. Harvey will go in there and pout in his office. Donna walks in and says, okay, okay, that's BS because X, Y, Z. And then she's like, you're not mad at me. You're mad at this. And you're not, you're mad. And like every time he gets mad at Donna, she instantly says, you're not mad at Donna. You're mad at these other things. And this is what you're trying to process. And now he just relinquishes every time. He just goes, okay. And so, Donna's trying to help him understand that this is not about like um, Harvey like being angry or being annoyed with Scotty or all this other stuff. He's sad because his yeah. friend is leaving and it's cute AF. Like, what? But this is like also grow up. Like, grow up. Like, bro, uh, Rob, we talked about this last episode. This is dumb, right? This is dumb. Which part? The part where you have the opportunity to not be a criminal. Mm-hmm. And you continue to be a criminal for both by of them. Choice. For both of them, yeah, yeah. It's dumb. There's, like, there's no. I don't see the upside. Like Mike is a fun guy, but like it's not that fun. And where's he going? <laughs> like, like it's, it's not like well, Mike's taking a job at Stanford. No, he's still gonna be here. Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> and he has good ideas, but he doesn't always have good ideas. And you can still call him like, and get said ideas. Like Harvey was still the top closer in New York City before he even met Mike. Right. Mike Ross did not make Harvey so much better. It is kind of uh like floated out there that that might be an idea. They're like, oh, yeah, well, Harvey, you're good. But without Mike Ross, where would you be? Mm-hmm. Um, he'd still be Harvey. He was Harvey before him. He's uh, yeah. He'll be Harvey after him. In fact, one of Mike's screw up slash loose ends almost is the undoing uh, in the whole issue with uh, the James Quelling issue where the thing that Mike did with Harold a couple episodes ago ends up being like a loose end that they have to deal with, which is like a big gaping hole in this case. Yeah. Uh, Harold was approached by Mike to represent this, uh, and like file lawsuits on behalf of the witnesses on their, uh, Hessington case. Um, and as a way to get rid of the witnesses, he, he and Harold had an agreement on a settlement basically. And so it looks very bribey. And so eventually this James Quillen guy, yeah, I mean they're like it's not a bribe, but it looked like a bribe. It's bribey. And yeah. It's it's pretty pretty bribish. And so uh James Quelling shows up and Rob, this is a despicable human. I'm sorry, I get it. Gambling is an addiction. I understand that. But James Quelling ass sucks. Like I mean I I was legit like, "Oh my god. It, every, every time it's a black person on this show, they got to show their ass." I mean, this is not Robert Robert Zane not uh notwithstanding, but um Jimmy from uh from like oh yeah I'm just gonna plant this and uh and I'm gonna plant this list to get Rachel fired and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. What were you doing? And now this guy shows up, Rob. His whole thesis is, y'all got something coming up. I have nothing on you. 
But I'm just gonna make something up anyway, so I can get some money out of you. Just let's just, just throw something at yeah. the wall. Well, he was taking money um, from the competitors of the other company. But I did think that they he was going to have a turnaround at the end of the episode. And then he kind of did. It talked about how like he loves the law. Like I was sort of like as this was going on, like I wouldn't be surprised if he's like a series regular after this. I really want him gone forever. <laughs> I don't ever want to see this man on my screen because yes, he was taking money from the competitors. They were paying him to um, to come up with these lawsuits against uh, Harvey and Mike's client, um, and to say that the you know the 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 what is it the materials were toxic or whatever on these playgrounds. Well, they're about to uh, you know um, like be presented. I guess what is a Friday on Friday they're about to go public or whatever, mm-hmm. and then the stock price is going to plummet once this like whole this whole claim comes out that they might potentially be de- like endangering kids, right? And so Harvey initially is like, okay, let's sit down with him, see what what he wants because we cannot allow this to tank us. And he starts off with, yeah, uh, so I'm gonna just need like I don't know like. A hundred thousand dollars, and Harvey's like, "Okay." He says, mm-hmm. "Oh, hundred thousand dollars, cool. Easy. Sign this." Yeah. And Mike says, "Wait, wait, wait, wait. If we take this one hundred thousand dollars, this is it. You can't, you can't come after us twenty more times or whatever." And he's like, "Oh, shucks, you got me. <laughs> Whoa, you son of a bitch. I, I was gonna do this to you a hundred more times. So mm-hmm. let's just call. This is give me an even. I mean, like, did you have a save on that day. one? Yeah." Yeah. Uh, well, I think they already knew what was up. And so, you know, he's like, okay, you got me. Uh, let's just call it an even million and just call it, you know, and just say, you know, million flat, we'll call it a day. And Harvey's like, no, what are you, are you crazy? So Harvey ends up going, he realizes at that point he's dealing with a gambler. We know Harvey is a gambler too. They play some cards, Harvey wins. And he hits the man with like, all right, here's the money. Just take the money and go. We don't have to make this complicated. You obviously have a problem. Do your thing. And the guy's like, uh, okay, fine. Uh, yeah, let's sign the paperwork tomorrow. But he shows back up the next day like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. I heard about that Ava Hessington thing. Mike Ross, what if I report him for this this uh, this bribe? I'm going to need $2 million now. Harvey's like, can you please let's leave us alone? Mm-hmm. You, you have nothing. So eventually Mike comes to him. Mike figures it out that he's taking this money. So he uh to you know to pay his own bills basically and all of this he's just getting like uh compensated to you know to trump up these charges against uh Harvey's client. Mike goes to him and says, "Okay, if you report us, we're going to report you and you're never going to be a lawyer again." And he's like, "I don't care. I have nothing to lose. Get out of my office." As Mike is leaving, he says, "Wait, don't go. I I just I love the law. This is all so I have. Much. I love the law. This is all I have." Mike's like, so don't report us. Mm-hmm. Duh. He's like, but, but why can't you just let me report you and give me the money mm-hmm. without retaliating? Why can't you just do that? He's like, hello. All you have to do is not say anything. He's like, oh, you got me over a barrel. I promise I won't say anything. You think, <sighs> dummy? <laughs> like, what are you begging for? This is up to you. But I think this little conversation he has with Mike, where he's like, all I have, all I have in life. It's the law. Mm-hmm. Don't take that from me. That's the thing that makes the light bulb go off in Mike Ross's head. And like, you know what? I cannot be an investment banker. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> all I have in life is the law. Now, these are two criminals yeah. talking. Yes, that's yeah, true. This is someone. A, 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 You're not going to love the law so much when it comes right. down on you. Right. Yeah. Both of these people are breaking the law currently. And they're like, you know what I just love? 
my profession. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's me or the law. And I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. The law won. You yeah. know? <laughs> the relationship uh, that Harvey has with Michael Jordan, I feel like, uh, came under some other context uh, for me in this episode when we find out that uh, James is a gambler and Harvey's like, what he doesn't know is I'm a gambler too. Do you think that what Harvey and Michael Jordan are really doing is like uh, making some uh, like very uh, extreme bets? You think that that's what they do in their free time together? Like what else do they have to talk about? Are you insinuating that Michael Jordan is a gambler? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Do you have any evidence to support this claim? Or are you just... I think there is. Yes. Spouting conspiracy. Yeah. Rob. Like, wouldn't that make like a lot of sense that it's actually like Harvey and Michael Jordan are just like gambling buddies? Yeah. It would make total sense. Especially if Harvey's gotten Michael Jordan out of a couple jams. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure there's been a couple NBA championship rings that have been on the line. Yeah. Uh, like, hey, let, let's, let's flip a coin. A million dollars. Let's go. Yeah. Right. You don't get these signed basketballs from just being a good lawyer. Harvey mm-hmm. has six of them. Yeah. You know, like and, Michael Jordan's going around the league like, please sign this ball. I owe somebody. Mm-hmm. I got a debt to pay off. Yeah. Patrick Ewing's like, I guess. Yeah. And Harvey's <laughs> a Knicks fan, you know? Yeah. Like, why does he care so much <laughs> about Michael Jordan? I'm starting to think he's not a Knicks fan. I just. <laughs> Maybe not. Why, why does he get like, he's never like, you know, you know what? I called in a favor from Patrick Ewing. Mm-hmm. Never, never once has Harvey said that. He's always like, you know who I work with? Michael goddamn Jordan. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm starting to question this as well. I think, yeah, I think we might be getting to the bottom of this. Yeah. Is there any world where Michael Jordan knows that this is a storyline? And so I've asked you this before. He's still coming up. <sighs> he's still coming up. He's still coming up. I mean, maybe he's heard about it, but I doubt he's watched an episode. Okay. Last I mean, they got question. Michael Phelps. I mean, maybe they could they get Michael Jordan to like walk on at some point. Um, I don't know. Nine seasons of the show. Do you think Michael Jordan is going to ever be on? Season? I don't think so. Okay. All right. It, uh, like, uh, like associates, uh, court reporter, you have it on record. We mm-hmm. are stating our claim. We do not think Michael Jordan is going to come. Here. I support Rob here. Uh, I just don't see it. I, I feel that. like by now you would have already had it. Yeah. I feel like he doesn't do a ton of stuff like this. He does nothing like this. Yeah. Like if if this was ninety seven, oh yeah, he's he's in the show. He's on the commercial. But pay him. You, know. you have to pay him. Yeah, for sure. But like, two thousand and thirteen, fourteen. Mm-hmm. No, no. Uh, it's uh, well. Could they afford to pay him? I guess is the real question. Um. But yeah. So that's a good point. That's a good point. But ultimately, Harvey outgambles this guy. Mike beats him, and Mike realizes, you know. I should probably be doing law forever. And so he does end up having Lola, who I keep saying they should have kept on the way, you know, yeah. on, 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 on. She uh, got name checked in this, this episode ago. a couple times this season. So I feel like that she's definitely coming back. She's definitely coming back. Yeah. So they, they, uh, they use her to hack the bar and put Mike's name in just in case this guy does some fluke stuff like this. And now that he's officially in the bar, He's in here. Like, it's yeah. like that. That was like his commitment, the statement, you know, like I'm in the bar. I, I got the fake diploma, um, the flake, the, you know, whatever. I, so I'm, I'm, I'm here now. I I'm felt bad for Dana Scott this episode and I'm not the biggest Dana's fan, but I Kinda mean, like she it. was just like getting kicked by Harvey at every turn. She's like, Hey Harvey, what's going on? Like, leave me alone. What's wrong with you? I said, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. He's, she's she's like, yeah, like, that's fine. Is- that's fine. Yeah. I know yeah. it's fine. I just said it was fine. 
She finally says, you know what? I'm going to stop pushing because all we're going to do is fight and then I'll have to forgive you for it later on. So let's just skip that part yeah. and I'll, I'm just going to go. And uh, he does apologize to Scotty. I've always said that Harvey doesn't say the, 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 you know, the I'm sorry. He doesn't say the words. Well, he did in this episode a couple times and it was completely like warranted because he sucked. Every time he was hurting about Mike or something like that, he yells at Scotty and then Donna has to come in like, poof. Harvey, how many times do I have to tell you? Stop mm-hmm. being a jerk to, to Scotty. I told by the you. To- you, have to be yeah. nice, you have to be nice to your girlfriend. Right. And by the end of the episode, even Donna's fed up. She's like, stop being mean to Scotty because she's going to get mad at you and tell the secret. Duh. And Harvey's like, but I want to tell her my secret. She's mm-hmm. like, she's mad at you every episode. It doesn't make sense for you to tell her You're a your bad secret. boyfriend. You piss her off every day. <laughs> right. Why would she keep this secret for you? You won't even say you love her. You have not said the words yet. You haven't. You just, I want a relationship with you. I want you in my life. I can't, I, I want you here at the firm. Let me pay $500,000 to get you to stay here. Harvey, at least propose or something before you start telling this woman your secret. Mm-hmm. Damn, who do you think you are? Mike Ross? <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike and Rachel. Rachel does want him to take the job. Um, he didn't go back and tell Rachel in the episode from what we saw that he wasn't going to take the job. Do you think that this is going to be a thing next week? Uh, I hope so. I hope they have to talk about it because Rachel does make, I think, a very grown-up decision and say, Mike, I'm not going to tell you what to do because you already know what you want to do. So don't let me be the one to be like, you know, Mike, um, I don't feel like this is X, Y, Z. I don't like it. It's not my favorite thing in the world. You should take the job. I don't feel safe, blah, blah. And you could be like... That damn Rachel, she convinced me to be an investment banker, and now I can resent her for the rest of their relationship. Like, no, you don't get to do that. And Mike tries that like three or four times. He goes to uh, he goes to uh, the guy who's trying to give him a job, and he tells him, hey, I know you want me to be an investment banker, but let's negotiate. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, what if I ask for more money, more vacation time, more this, more that, and I want to be a senior partner? The guy's like, you're negotiating, and you don't even want this job. You just want me to give you a, a, a number, so you can be like, oh, well... <laughs> Can't, can't say no to that. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, what are you doing? And so that's that's what Mike is doing here. Rachel, I think Rachel sees through it. And I think everybody else does. He needs to make this decision for himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he ultimately is going to uh, walk away from this uh, that they tell him, you know, Harvey says it's the major leagues, but it's a different sport. Yeah. And Mike's not okay with that. He needs to be in the same sport as Harvey. Law. This is, yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> he fought the law and the law won. It mm-hmm. just, it happens sometimes. Um, so all the women on this show are like, boy, I wish some of the men on this show would love me as much as they love the law. Please, please. <laughs> like, dear God. I mean, like this, this is, this is embarrassing. You know, it's like, I don't know. They're all willing to throw their relationships away and like their well being so they can practice law. And it's not even like they're the good guys. These are the capitalist guys. These are just like the neutrals. Like whoever is making the most, whoever pays us, we work for them. It's like, I could see if you were like a public defender, you're like, it's my job as Batman. If you're like, you make a Cameron Dennis look like a good job, good guy. Like it's my job to defend the people who can't defend themselves. Like you're out here like, yeah. nah, I, I need to protect this automotive company. You know, like <laughs> God forbid big tobacco went, loses enough, loses some money here. You know, mm-hmm. that's what's like, okay. Yeah. Samsung needs me right now. Right, like I get Donna. I can't stay. I gotta go. Why? Samsung's calling. I'm like, oh, my bad. Just leave me here high and dry. Uh, yeah. 
There's a lot of that going on. It's also a big commentary on vices in this show. Gambling's bad. Weed's bad. Alcohol's bad. But, like, feelings are bad. <laughs> you know? like they just... <laughs> Suits is making some, some very broad statements. But I am enjoying this. I think the last storyline here is just Jessica, um, you know, and Lewis. You know, she really needs Lewis to come back. We had uh, one other storyline that we didn't get to talk about yet, and it has to do with Jessica and one of the ghosts from the past of this firm, uh, a guy whose name had come up on another episode. And that's like the suits tell if they mention a character in an episode, then within like five episodes, that person is coming. And that's Charles Van Dyke. Yes. Charles Van Dyke is here. He used to go be the away, partner. Charles Van Dyke. Don't ever come back. You can you can leave forever, yeah. forever. So Charles Van Dyke was one of Jessica's first victims. I'm starting to look at Jessica as like you know the the She's cunning like person Dexter. that she is. Yeah, yeah. She comes in. She sees a bad guy. She eliminates them, and then she goes to the next bad guy. And so she's eliminated all her partners. Harvey called her out a couple episodes ago and was like, you know, you've been through like what four, three name partners in two years. Isn't that weird? And she's like, no. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> it's perfectly fine. That's normal. I don't have commitment issues. You do, Harvey. Um, but one of her commitment issues, uh, uh, Van Dyke, he shows up and he's like, uh, yeah, I need more money because y'all are bringing in more money and I need that. And she's like, uh, no. And so Since when are they bringing in more money? Like, I thought they were about to go bankrupt like two episodes ago. They were, but I think the Darby thing like really mm-hmm. helped. And then they got it. Remember, they brought in uh like Tony G, and then they brought in um the other guy. Like they've been a, they've been a couple mm-hmm. big acquisitions lately. And so he's like, yeah, my money is changing. It's going up. the The price of the bag is going up. And he's like, okay, cool. Well, uh, I need more of that. And she's like, oh, okay, probably not. And so he says, okay, well, let's just audit you. She's like, oh, we cannot have that happening because, like you just said, Rob, uh, the money's been fluctuating a lot lately. Uh, we don't want that. And so she has to keep it under wraps, but she needs Lewis to hide this from him. And Lewis, as we know, is at home, depressed, not uh, working for Pearson Spectre right now. And so Katrina has a plan because Katrina has been informed that she is supposed to be the gatekeeper here. She is not supposed to let anybody get to Lewis. He says, unless the building is on fire and Sheila's ass is in there burning up, then you don't, you, you know, do not call him. So Katrina has to go to Rachel. And Rob, we've never seen Katrina and Rachel on the same page. So I figured this was going to go tense. Because do you remember the last conversation we saw those two women yeah, have? Yeah, she was like, oh, yeah. And I know you you sleep with the paralegals. <laughs> you sleep with the paralegals, but you marry the lawyers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now she's like, yeah, Rachel, I need a favor. <laughs> yeah. And so they work together on this. But I mean, I'm no lawyer. I'm no associate. But it did seem like a little bit of like weak sauce that their case was for Jessica to tell this man, um, you, sir, made a deal with Pearson Hardman. And mm-hmm. now we're Pearson Spectre and we were Pearson Darby. So you get nothing. <laughs> like, what? Right. And Jessica was like, ha. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Did that. <laughs> Bing. Jessica bomb. Boom. <laughs> grenade. You know, um, he was like, yeah. But it says like, any company that you yeah, you can't just change the of. name and it's like we don't have right. to pay you anymore. It's like that's not the name of our business. We're not we're not that anymore. This is it's, I'm sorry. 
you know, dude, it wasn't us. It wasn't us. It's like, so your name isn't Pearson? It's like, yeah, my name is still on the, but it's not the same names after and before, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, that's something that mm-hmm. Katrina and Rachel did not catch. And so when Jessica went to him about it, Van Dyke was like, so you really just thought that was going to work, right? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Well, I'm going to triple uh, the cost, the amount I'm asking for now. And good luck. So yeah. Jessica's pissed, <laughs> rightfully so. And she goes to Katrina and lines her up and then ends up firing her, Rob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's pissed. Uh, she lied to her about the whole Lewis thing. And then Rachel explains like, no, she was being loyal. That's what you value. And so it ultimately ends up with Rachel going to Lewis's house. First time in this episode, I think we've seen Lewis's home. We saw Mike go to Lewis's door earlier mm-hmm. this season. And he's like, get out of he's like, get out of my sight. But now we see actually Lewis's home. What do you think of uh, Lewis's lounge? Uh, I didn't really. I, I I was like, I really wish I had more. Like, yeah, kind of dark. More like, yeah, like it's, he was in a depressive area, you know. And so he's like, he's like not in his like best light. I'm sure if it was well lit, Lewis lit. Yeah. Uh, and then like you know, if we got the grand tour, it's probably a little bit more grandiose. But he was in a bad way, and so um, Jessica comes in. They talk for a minute, and Jessica, now that she knows that this is about Sheila's ass, she knows how to approach it. So she kind of just comes in like Lewis. I really need you and the firm needs you and look at this mess Katrina made. I fired her. And Lewis is like, what? She's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I get a little dramatic sometimes. I fired her. And so Lewis takes a look at the document and says, oh, yeah, yeah, like, obviously that wouldn't have worked, but they were on the right track. So, yes, the company's name needs to change, but also the type of company needed to change. It needed to be an LLC. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Lewis is like, yeah, I can do that, but, like, it's not a lot of time, but I can make it happen. So there is a moment where I believe Jessica goes to him and says, um, I know you love Sheila, but do you love your firm? And I thought, what? Is this really the argument going to make? Like, the love of your life just left you. It's like, but don't you like work? Like, yeah. Thank you, boss. But it works with <laughs> Lewis. It does, because he does love his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so how are you going to keep Van Dyke out of her pants is what Jessica says. Oh, yeah. And Lewis is like, I'll figure it out. Um, yes, he's out of the chastity belt. I put on a chastity belt. I will um, enlist all the associates that I have at my disposal. I'm Lewis goddamn Merrill. What was his last his middle <laughs> name? It was like Marlene, <laughs> something like that. Lewis yeah. goddamn Merrill uh, lit. Um, and so, yeah, uh, this is good because um, now Jessica knows that, you know, if Lewis can, if no one's going to, oh, Marlo, Lewis mm-hmm. goddamn Marlo lit NBA JD Esquire. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So now Jessica knows that as long as Lewis gets that handled, by the time they go to court, Van Dyke won't be able to get access to their to their financial statements. Yeah. Okay. And ultimately, Lewis is going to save the day and fend off uh, Charles Van Dyke of yeah the former Gordon Schmidt Van Dyke was. Are we gonna see Gordon Schmidt at some point? Or, or, or uh, Gordon and Schmidt, Gordon, different people. Yeah, Gordon, comma Schmidt, comma Van Dyke. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we might. We I, well, they said their name, so we have to assume they might show back up. Um, but this is interesting because Jessica actually has a personal connection to whatever is happening with the Van Dyke thing as well. I mean, aside from her name being on the door, um, she says that she remembers that. Uh, when she was hired on, she asked him specifically, like, does this have anything to, to do with me being a black woman or just a woman in general? He's like, no, what? No, we love hiring black women here. This is great. Mm-hmm. You're the first one, but, you know, this is this is normal. 
But she later on saw a list given to her by Daniel Hardman, whose name is back. Um, and this list had an asterisk by uh, Jessica's name. And it said diversity. So she was a diversity hire as far as she's concerned. Uh, there's nothing you can do to change her mind because she saw it with her own eyes. And so um, she calls him out about it. And it was a stalling tactic to get Lewis there on time so that she could fight this whole thing. But at the same time, it was still true. You know, um, she realized that that was like a hurtful thing that happened to her and that she never wanted to be looked at as a diversity hire anymore. And so that's why she worked so hard at being the best that she can be so she can prove people like Van Dyke wrong when it comes to, you know, her abilities as a as a human, honestly. Yeah, she said you woke the dragon, which kind of is making me feel like, you know, you talked about, uh, OK, this was like her next victim. It's kind of mm-hmm. she's a little bit like uh, Daenerys Targaryen in that, like, uh, she comes in mother of dragons and then basically is going to go Dracarys on all these people and including Edward Darby. Yeah, including Edward Darby, you know, uh, no one's no one who has stood in her path yet has arrived. You know, like she's she's taking everybody out the game. Um, Yeah. That mother. What did she say? I I, uh, you You woke the dragon. dragon? You woke the dragon. Yeah. It made my toes curl a little bit. Rob, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, oh, Jessica. Hi there. Where'd you when you get here? Um, Man, (laughs) good. A good good line reading from Gina Torres. Yes. All right. Who gets the Liddy for this episode? Gina Torres. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think Jessica gets it here. Uh, and I don't think it's close. I think Mike's thing was kind of like, eh, it was fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was going to pitch I you th- on Lewis, but she's the one that does get Lewis out of uh, his, like, uh, out of uh, his funk. Yeah, out of his funk. <laughs> yeah. I think Jessica gets it here. She gets to show up this man who, like, who doesn't uh, respect her as a human. Um, and she gets Lewis back and saves the day. Um, yeah, I think she gets it. Uh, Harvey just needs to be a grown-up, which is a struggle for him, but he's mm-hmm. working on it. And then Mike Ross had a big moment, but I, I think he made the wrong decision. I think you're supposed to go be an investment <laughs> maker. I think this... Rob, who is better at numbers than Mike Ross? He's very good with numbers. I mean, does he know algorithms? I don't know, but I feel like he could learn on the job. He's learned yeah. literally everything. I feel like else his photographic job. memory doesn't necessarily like help him so much in this field as it might in the law, but he'll be fine. Yeah, take the job. And again, he memorizes numbers. You know, as far as I'm concerned, once you know, once you know the numbers, they don't, like we've seen him do like ridiculous levels of math in his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I feel like he's just like he's like a walking calculator at that point. Yeah. Why wouldn't you use him? So. Yeah. yeah I, and maybe he could be like doing like more of like the research on the companies and stuff like that more mm-hmm. so like because I feel like that in financial like uh, analysis and algorithm like the computer is doing the math. It's almost like mm-hmm. in this pre chat GPT world like you didn't have somebody who could just like look at like a contract and like sort of like uh, like just like analyze it, it just by like yeah. you know, like by looking at it in the way you might be able to um, in more of like the you know 10 years later where AI can do some of that. So Mike, I think probably has more value to the law firm, but like if he has a way out, like he should take it. Right. Yeah. Right. But, but he won't. And yeah. so here we are. And, uh, I don't think, I mean, do we have a cliffhanger at this point? Cause I don't think we do. And we're going the into only cliffhanger the cliffhanger is, is what is Harvey going to tell Dana Scott and what is Mike going to tell Rachel about this? Yeah. I don't. I don't think any of the, any of this is a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I'm so invested in either of these things. Harvey shouldn't tell Dana Scott anything no. because that's just dumb. But um, 
as far as Mike and Rachel goes, Rachel cannot complain about Mike not taking this when she had the opportunity to try to influence him. Now, yeah. I did say earlier that it would probably make him resent her anyway, but I mean, if you're just going to resent him for making his own decision, you could have just like uh, nipped this in the bud and just said, okay, you know what? I'm not going to be happy with you if you don't take it. Uh, but giving him free reign to do what he thinks is best and then getting mad at him for doing what he thinks is best, kind of flawed logic in my opinion. So either put your foot down, Rachel, and say, this is dumb. You need to quit so we can be together and I don't have to cover for you anymore. Or, you know, let it be. But, like, stop complaining about stuff that you can control. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't have any feedback on uh, this episode. People did not have a lot of emails for this. I think it's kind of a slow uh, penultimate episode of a season because I really Setting don't think that Setting the stage leads- for the finale coming up tomorrow. Right. And the finale is uh, nothingness, uh, it seems. Uh, we did get a tweet, just not about this episode, though, but we did get a tweet from uh, Joelle... Uh, Joelle781 says, uh, just an FYI, as I'm listening to the current podcast, Rick Hoffman and uh, Patrick Adams are both more active on Insta and their most recent posts are suits related. Hmm. I've been meaning to read that one for a couple of days now. Um, and it says, uh, Sarah and Gabriel are also on there. And um, Joelle has followed them all since the show aired. And so uh, I think that if we are trying to get some attention from these suits people, now that the strikes are starting to end, it yes. seems... Yeah, this might be our move. We might need to take our uh, our talents to Instagram and see if people want to want to talk to us. Okay, I think that that's a great idea, and let's let's work on that. Let's come up with a, a plan. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Let's uh, let's do it in season four. Okay, all right, Chappelle. People can leave us their all of their uh, ratings and reviews for our podcast. Go to suitspodcast.com on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We appreciate your ratings and reviews to help more people find the show. A- anything else for you, Chappelle? No. Uh, go to suitspodcast.com slash Facebook and join the community. Join the conversation. Uh, like I said, we're all just kind of checking in, making sure that we're all on, on point with our Suits rewatch. Some people are watching the show for the first time along with us. Some people have binged the show and they're only listening to it just to kind of get like, you know, re- reminded of the high points. And some people are ahead of us, but then also coming back and listening to us. Y'all are y'all are all amazing for keeping up with us. This is having I'm having a great time even seeing all the people's suits journeys. So tell your friends um, if they're watching suits, then of course to join us at Suits Yourself uh, hyphen a Suits binge rewatch podcast. I think we're supposed to start saying that now, Rob. Yeah, because the hyphen or the colon. Well, if any we owe money to anybody, they'll say like, oh, you made a deal with Suits Yourself. This is Suits Yourself colon a. Yes. Spoiler free rewatch. Podcast. Rewatch. Yeah. Yes. The colon changes everything. <laughs> we don't even have to become an LLC. That's right. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm at Rob Sestronino on Twitter. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Hello. It is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.